0: All topics covered here are for conversational purposes only and do not constitute financial advice. Please contact Molkane Co. to receive advice on all matters from one of our professionals. Welcome along, listeners. You are joining us for the FS360 Financial Security 360 podcast from Molkane Co. Episode 27. Uh, you're here with Gavin Nash and I'm joined today by Director of Accounting, Chris Good day, Chris. G'day Gav, how are you? Good to have you back on the podcast. Yeah, it's been a while hasn't it? I've just, um, I've been spreading my wings and talking to some people around uh, other offices. So we've had Antonia in Queensland do a couple of episodes with me. We've had Jody from Queensland. I've had Adam from Marketing and we've had... Next week we're launching one with Luke from Accounting as well. So we've just been spreading the wings and sharing the love for the podcast. That's no, awesome. it's
1: been good. It's, um, no, it's good to sort of share it around and uh, yeah, let everyone sort of listen to all the other people, all yeah. of the other experts that we've got uh, within the Malkanko group. Different voices. It's like having a
0: different teacher every year in primary school, you know. You can't have the same teacher, otherwise you'd, you get sick of listening to them. Yeah, the problem is everyone's <laughs> got to listen to me because I've been on everyone. So. Yeah, I was going to say that, Gav, but without <laughs> you,
1: you're sort of holding it all together. So yeah. without you... I exactly. probably I'm like, wouldn't have a podcast I'm like the so. skeleton in behind
0: it. Someone's got to do it, but it's only because I like to listen to my own voice. But nah, but you are good at it. But surely, well, I, surely you don't listen to this podcast on the way. Like, do you re-listen to it after uh, we do it or not? Oh, I <laughs> did early on, but yeah. I, I've been listening to a few just to make sure that they actually work. Yeah, but, um yeah. it's hard to listen to yourself. Yeah, isn't nah, it? it's not good, is it? If anyone's ever thought out there in our listeners, everyone's thought. If anyone's thought, gee, it's. Yeah, you wonder what I sound like. You don't sound very good when you listen no, to yourself.
1: No, no, that's right. No, anyway. It's, anyhow, it's, um, you've just got to have a crack, basically. I
0: keep thinking the listeners out there listening, you only have to listen to us, you know. Imagine our poor wives and uh, work colleagues, you know, they've got to listen to us all the time. So, But we are here today. Our main project uh, for today, our main topic, is the Federal Budget. So Federal Budget 2021-22, just handed down on Tuesday night this week by Josh Breisenberg. Frydenberg. Friedenberg, not yep. Frydenberg, Frydenberg. So um, his, I think his second budget, was it? Yeah, third, yeah, third so yeah, so yeah, he's,
1: he's second. So obviously last year's was in October, it was so the late of October, so yep. uh, due to the pandemic, so it was a bit later than normal. But typically uh, the first week in May very exciting time for us accountants, particularly when we're this stage of the year looking at tax planning and there's typically a few measures that come out that impact tax planning for the financial year that we're in but immediately um, yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah,
0: right yeah. um so are we right anything chris that all the the measures we're about to go through and everything that got handed in is that immediate or is, is, does some of it have to go through and get approved or is it all mostly it's all just immediate and you can get stuck into it straight away well
1: i think it's still good to go through the process but normally um you know both sides of government will approve it Look, if there's anything that's you know that uh, the other side aren't happy with, obviously you know they have to try and get that, and there might be a bit of bargaining, a few changes. But the things that are going to impact you this financial year are typically they go straight through. Yep. Um yep. And in years gone by, we've always been waiting for the depreciation write-off amount. You know, yep. it's it started off at a thousand dollars, and it got increased to the twenty-five thousand, the thirty thousand. I think it got up to. So it's that was probably the main one of recent years that we've been waiting to sort of see well, will they continue with it or won't yep. they um what what rules going to change around that so depreciation has been a big one that but as we know that you know since the pandemic you know it's an instant write-off for anything that you buy now so yeah but we'll cover that once we get into it gav
0: yeah nice one um so chris from a i suppose the budget they they put it into categories um and there's sort of you know a small business there might be tourism farming individuals, you know, households. So um, what do you think were the
1: main topics to come out of the this year's budget? It was probably a budget that was more about spending than anything else, really, like the amount of money that was going to get spent. So, yeah, we are normally looking for those tax law changes typically, but this one was all about how much money they're going to spend. So I guess, you know, it's been a few days and there's been a lot of commentary ar- around the budget and what it did or what it didn't do. Um it's never gonna please everyone. But I think that's been the big difference and you know, there's been a few commentators saying it's more of a Labour budget than a Liberal budget, just because of the amount of spending that's uh, been been put out there. But They really didn't
0: have a choice though, did they? Like you've got to I think you've got to put that government money back into the economy over the next couple of years, otherwise we just don't recover. Yeah. In fact they're calling it the securing Australia's recovery yeah, budget, yeah, aren't they? So
1: yeah. Which, yeah, which is right and I think, you know, even though our economy is doing well, like it's doing a lot better than expected, like in the lead up to the budget last year in October, the government had spent close to $300 billion on all those stimulus uh, measures so um, and I guess we're in a little bit of an unknown area then. So they spent, spent, spent because, you know, the idea of going into recession and as history is. Tortoise, I suppose. If you go into a a recession, there are long-term issues with that, particularly people getting back into employment. Might take a decade to get over it. That's right. So I think that's been the big thing. And I guess one of the interesting things has been normally after a budget, we're talking about the surplus, the deficit, how much debt the um, country's got. And whilst those things are still important, they don't seem to be the highlight this year because I guess we all understand that Mm. Yeah, you know, we've got to spend this money to keep the economy going and the economy is doing well. They've got to keep spending. Yeah, so, Gav, I think the economy is doing really well and, you know, businesses are doing better than expected but still the government have got to keep spending or they think they've got to keep spending yeah. to keep it because I think other countries have sort of experienced that double-dip recession and, um, yeah, that's one thing that we don't want to see. here. So, yeah, I think it's just try- trying to find that balance between, you know... Making sure that we're spending enough money, making sure we're you know there's enough incentives out there for businesses to employ to keep on spending. Um,
0: that, that's that's f- been the I've I found this week. Um, like we're recording this on Friday, but since Tuesday night, it, that's what's surprised me so much is that they announce all these big numbers on Tuesday night. Yeah, you know, eight hundred and fifty million on this and one point seven billion on that. But I'll, for a lot of our clients, you know, which is what this podcast is, who this podcast is for. That it doesn't make a lot of, it, like you sort of go, oh yeah, they're going to spend in aged care and they're going to spend in childcare and, and women's services, but you know wh- what does that mean for me as an individual or a business owner or whatever? Um, so I think that's the, since Tuesday night, that's what the difference has been. There's some of this stuff's being unwrapped now. They're sort of saying, well, you know, so that, I suppose that's that's um, our, our kind of um, job with being professionals, working with our clients is to, unwrap it all and say well how can you benefit from it so
1: Yep, that's right so i think that's what we need to sort of go through the yeah you know, the key initiatives that are there there's a lot of detail within the budget documents obviously but there's probably you know, half a dozen key things that we really need to touch on
0: yep perfect um so chris if we started with with businesses let's start with it with the instant tax write-off um that's the that's a main thing that a lot of our clients are um, that's the one where you can buy a vehicle or some equipment for your business and you can you can write the whole lot off in this financial year. Um, Talking with Luke um, on the podcast for next week, uh, talking a bit about in that podcast about um, the impact that has in the years to come. So it's not just this year. You have a great, great refund or, you know, you might get a good refund this year, a good claim, but then it actually, it's a mandatory claim. So you've got to think about the years two, three and four. So, um, the instant tax write-off has been continued. I think as unlimited through to the end of next year or yeah, end of next year. Yeah. So too.
1: it was um, after last year's budget. It was scheduled to end at the end of June, twenty twenty two. Okay. So now they've just extended that out a further twelve months. So through yep. of June, two thousand twenty three. So still unlimited amount. of Unlimited money. amount. Yep. Um, installed, ready for use by that date. So yep. there was a little bit of urgency about you know ordering plant and equipment or certain items to write off because that's been a bit of an issue on the supply side so whilst all these things are great and it's providing the incentive to go out and spend getting your hands on some of these goods was a bit of a challenge so that just provides a bit of breathing space really. I think that's got
0: a bit to do with uh, how things are coming into the country Um, like I know I've got a few clients Chris that uh, you know they're they wanted a particular vehicle with particular toolboxes attached or whatever, and they just can't get some of those items. So so they can't take uh, delivery of it. They can't, you know, sort of claim it in this financial year because the thing's not ready. It's just not ready. They can't get the items into the country. So I think, yeah, it just provides that extra year's breathing space
1: for some of those larger items too. Yeah, that's right. And just a bit of background on the instant asset write-off. Um, listeners might remember that when this originally started, um, it was based on – a limit of one thousand dollars. Okay, so then each budget would be handed down by the federal government, and they'd increase it, and it slowly got up to about thirty thousand dollars from I think memory. It was thirty, yeah, yeah. So, but it was always that it would always come back to this one thousand dollar figure. So that's what again, what they're saying in the budget documents. To, they're saying, look, it's going to be unlimited through to the thirtieth of June two thousand twenty-three. First of July two thousand twenty-three, it drops back again to that one thousand dollar figure. Unless we change it, unless we (laughs) change next year. That's right. So, So. at the moment, uh, the turnover figure is five billion dollars. So it's a massive turnover figure. So you know this uh, incentive applies to a lot of businesses. Yep. Um, And it also applies to second-hand assets, but that's up to an aggregated turnover of fifty million um, for businesses in that. And for small businesses that are pooling their assets, and that's been something that's been a bit of an incentive over. Uh, a number of years for the small business um, taxpayers. So the pool can actually be written off as well. So you might have a lot of assets in this pool um, that you know, might be uh, plant equipment, might be motor vehicles, might be bits and pieces that that pool can be written off. So right. so, so they for items that you'd you already had in place but you sort
0: of can write the rest of them off. Yeah, that's this right, year. that's yep. right, yeah. yeah.
1: So it's an interesting one because I suppose if, if you sort of think about it, It's really a timing difference because you're always going to get to depreciate these assets, okay? At some stage or other. At some stage, whether it took you three years, four years, five years. They're going to be written off over a period of time. So I suppose all we're really doing is bringing that claim forward. Mm. So, um, And look, it seems to work. Like It seems that businesses, particularly, I guess we've seen this during the pandemic that, sure, there's been businesses that have really done it pretty tough and suffered, but there's also been other businesses that have done quite well. So they actually have got a profit there. So this incentive and to a lot get out to spend...
0: Yeah, directly from some of these uh, government incentives. That's because right. Because without them, they wouldn't have sold the equipment or whatever they've been selling. Um, yeah, but yeah, I can agree with that. I've got a few clients myself, Chris, who have had good years based on some of these incentives that are coming down. So
1: Yeah, so yeah. I guess what we're sort of thinking without looking too far ahead is that at a point in time, um, yet we're claiming everything now, um, but down the track when we sell these assets... Um, there could be some tax issues associated with that because yep, we're getting yep. this upfront claim
0: now. I suppose that's the idea of continually uh, keeping contact with your accountant for tax planning, because throughout the year and the coming years, rather than sort of thinking about, um, you know, contacting your accountant two weeks before June 30, let's get onto it a bit earlier, because some of this stuff has got ramifications two or three years down the track. So we've got to keep an eye on that. Yep, certainly um, has. Yeah. So th- that's so that's the instant tax write-off right through to uh, June 30, 2022. Yep. Yeah, uh, 23, 23, sorry. 23, 23,
1: yep, yep. The so the other um, uh, measure that got extended for another financial year was the um, temporary loss carry-back extension. So that's in relation to companies that say they've got a loss this year but they had a profit back to, say, the 2018 year. They can use that loss this year to offset what happened previously right. and get a tax rebate back
0: great for those heavily affected COVID businesses, you know, like tourism or hospitality because they might have had bumper years back in 18 or 19 and then this year they went yep. down so they can offset the offset their losses this year to the profit from previous years.
1: Yeah, because normally you sort of, if you have, have a loss this year, you're carrying that forward until you can offset against a profit in future years. Yep, yep. So I guess this incentive or this measure allows that, yep, I've got a loss this year, I can actually... Take that backwards. Go backwards. Yeah. Yep, yep. Which
0: you've never really been
1: able to do before. No, have you? Yeah. No. Yep.
0: Um, no, that, that's, a, that's a really good thing for businesses to think about, for sure.
1: Yeah, and just with that tax planning side of things too, with the internet asset write-off, obviously they, you know, there could be losses that are created due to these high depreciation claims that will give those businesses that opportunity to have that benefit as well. Yep, yep. So they still might be trading okay. They've gone out and bought new equipment, created the loss at a profit in years gone by, or back to that eighteen year. I think it runs back to the eighteen nineteen year, and can actually claim back some of that tax. Yeah, awesome. Um, so that's where that tax planning really comes into it, isn't it? Because if you're thinking about
0: that new piece of equipment that you need for your business or vehicles, it might actually be a good time to do it um, because you can sort of offset it. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Yep. yep. Um, and again, Chris, I suppose with any of this stuff is just to make sure that um, you know we're here to sort of opening people's eyes to what's available um, through the budget in this podcast, but just make sure that you get your
1: sort of professional advice from your accountant as well as we go through. So, Yeah, Gav, just a few other smaller items of interest. Um, Just with the superannuation guarantee, so normally an employee had to earn over $450 per month before the employer had to pay superannuation. So that $450 threshold's been removed, so therefore... Doesn't matter what they earn. Superannuation has got to be paid on that. Um, I just wasn't sure when that was actually coming in, but I think if it gets through legislation, I think it's the first of July, twenty twenty-two. Right. So we don't have to worry about it. So that's of
0: benefit to casual workers and people like that that that's might, right. might only do X amount of hours per week. They're going to sort of
1: have some forced super. Yeah. From, from date, you know, yep. from the first hour they work per week. Yeah, and just from an administration point of view, it was always one of those things too that you yeah, you, know, you might have got wrong or had to sort of think about and calculate, but now I guess if you've paid wages based on what they're saying, you have to pay super, simple as that. Keeps it nice and simple.
0: Yep. Yeah, yep. Although probably going to cost a small business a little bit more, but I suppose the benefit is on the other end for Yeah, super, that's right. For the yeah. recipients.
1: And just on the individual tax side of things, not a lot of change there. There was a lot of talk about tax rates and that, but they'd already been introduced as part of previous budgets, so they are just reinforcing well, these are the changes that were previously discussed in budgets that are still... Um, scheduled to occur so that's all taking shape Um, I think there was uh, low and middle income tax offset which was due to end this year that they're extending that for another financial year so yeah that's basically a reduction of tax up to $1,080 for individuals with a taxable income of up to $126,000 right okay so that's in there for another year as well yep extension on that yep and I suppose if you look through a lot
0: of the media around the budget, Chris, it seems to be that bigger infrastructure building and that sort of thing to create jobs, doesn't it? You know, so um, we're trying to relate it to our clients and what what they're going to need in their business every day. But things like you know the um, apprenticeship and traineeship scheme um, has been extended and you know, more money put into it. Um, you know, look like the agriculture twenty thirty plan. There's a lot of stuff in there that enables people to um, know that there's a lot of help coming, um, but it might not be. Um, you know, immediately affecting your business right now.
1: Yeah, that's right. So I think that's where, you know, there's obviously a lot of talk, a lot of uh, just um, discussion around what the government are trying to, I guess, get get across the line. That's all going to be legislated. But, yeah, as opportunities come out for businesses, which is going to be plenty because they understand that the small business areas where all the employment takes place, um, they've got to keep that ticking along. So I think we're going to see a lot of this continued investment in that area and I guess it's just a matter of making sure that we're tapping into it. Yeah so Gav I reckon you know that comment we made at the start that it was probably more of a budget about spending rather than actual changes themselves is probably true Um, so there's a lot of other things we could sort of go through and probably bore our listeners with but I think Deep dive into. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. right. But I think the key thing is that we just need to be aware of, you know, that the government is providing a lot of incentives and we need to make sure that we are tapping into those incentives where they are a- available. But I think where the economy is that's probably at an in- interesting time as well. And um, the government, uh, you know, their key focus is to make sure that the Australian economy does keep ticking along and it has been performing well. So they're going to do whatever it takes to, to encourage that. A lot of commentary since the budget has been about wage growth and the inflation rate. So the inflation rate's probably staying relatively low, but wage growth is even lower than that. So I, get, I think that's a really big issue for th- for the economy. In that, you know, if people haven't actually got more money to spend, or their wages are falling lower than what, or they're not going up as high as the inflation rate is, that means they're effectively having a pay cut, I suppose. So. Yes. Think, time. I think the RBA and the government, that's sort of one of their biggest issues that they've got to try and find the balance between. Um, I was having a discussion with one of the other guys in the office, and I guess we're probably sort of saying, look, with low interest rates, low inflation, that means the cost of goods in theory, that's sort of almost like a beneficial, I shouldn't say a, a pay increase, but you know what I mean? Like at least, you know, your interest rates are low. So if you've got debt. Yep. It's cheaper debt. Cheaper debt. Yeah. So that's effectively mean you're not spending as much as you pay on... Yep. So even though your wage might not be going up, yeah. your actual expenses have come back a bit. Yeah, so yeah. you can sort of see that, yeah, the government got to find that balancing point between sort of lifting up or trying to create an increase there without getting that inflation out of control. So. yeah. Yep. Which is, you know, we're all probably worried about that with the amount of money that's in the system that the government have pumped in. Where is the inflation rate going to fall? Because if it takes off, interest rates will take off pretty quick then to try and arrest that um, issue with prices going up. And, yeah, like you sort of sit back and you think, well, property prices are going through the roof, aren't they? Yeah,
0: they've... they've well, through COVID, they kind of dipped quite a bit, didn't they? Because you couldn't even do an open house. But now they've seemed to have gone whoosh, haven't they? Yeah. So most capital cities, I know, I know here in Ballarat where we're recording this, has gone sort of bananas. Yeah, yeah. Yep.
1: So I think that's probably you know something for that first home buyer out there, and there are a few incentives in the budget for that. Um, but yeah, realistically, yeah, I think it's it's one of those things we're in unprecedented times, and you know how you know how the government react now, the decisions that they make now are going to have a dramatic impact for the next three to five years. So, mm. yeah, I think it's, it's yeah, just trying to keep things under control is probably the main thing. But I think earlier you said about, you know, they're trying to avoid, a you know, uh, that
0: recession idea. Well, um, I think we've done a pretty good job of avoiding that. And I think the other thing is that a lot of other countries in the world are, are all the way, 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 way below what we're achieving. So I think in over... Overall, if there's, a, if there's a few things that aren't sort of benefiting you or whatever, I think you've got to look take a wider look at the world and think, you know, there's
1: some other countries in, in a lot worse shape than us. Yeah, and like the Treasurer did say, I think the other night he said this, that you know, consumer confidence is at pre pandemic levels. So, you know, from that point of view, you know, everyone's feeling a bit more positive about the future. Absolutely. Um, the capital investment. Intentions for the next 12 months are the highest they've been since 1994 or something like that. So, you know, businesses are thinking, well, yep, look, low interest rate environment, um, we're confident in, in where we're at, so we're going to go out there and invest, Yep, which is positive. Um, and I think even like plant equipment, machinery, um, harvesters, tractors, just vehicles in general um, was up 8.1% for the December quarter. So, it's a big jump. Yeah, that's yeah. right. So, Yeah, look, from that point of view, you sort of think, well, things are going well. But we also know there's a lot of debt out there in the system, don't we? So, you know, that's why we're, you know, keeping a close eye on those fixed rates. We have got a lot of clients that are looking at those fixed rates and looking to lock some debt in because just in case inflation does take off. So, and then the interest rates follow it. And we've spoken to Neil about that from
0: lending here in the past, haven't we, Neil McCann, about, you know, um, the opportunity to fix in for, you know, two or three or four years um, because it just – gives you peace of mind I suppose that you're not going to fluctuate with the market yeah. you, can, you can lock it in there's some, there's some great fixed interest rates going around anyway at the moment so at all different levels that's great Chris well that's um, that's our federal budget episode um, for this week uh, we wanted to just do something a bit different guys this year so um, we've got the podcast happening so I'd rather have a chat to you about the bits and pieces that are going to affect you but certainly keep an eye um, and, and keep in touch with your accountant your financial planner uh, the guys in lending here that are—they uh, will assist you over the next 12 months as this all gets rolled out. Because um, as you said, Chris, a lot of it is promises that is then going to end up in legislation, going to end up in some actions down the track. So yeah,
1: and look, we are working through all well, most of our clients now going through our tax planning. Yep. So any of this, um, all these changes that do affect them between now and end of June, we'll be dealing with it. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, perfect.
0: That's good. That's Federal Budget um, 21-22, Chris. Um, I've got a couple little admin things to finish off with, but um, the first one is uh, just to remind our listeners, Chris, that um, the articles we're putting up on our website um, from all our different divisions are happening nearly weekly at the moment. So they range in lots of different subjects, and they're free, and they're on our website under mulkay.com.au uh, on the news tab at the top. Um, so just jump on news. Um, lots of different stuff happening. If you also want to... Um, Keep up to date with when they get released. We also put them on our social media channels, so that's Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, and Instagram. So jump on there and and give those a follow, and you can see um, what we're up to and 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 f- that free information from our um, professionals. I suppose that's what this podcast is about, but also on the website. Um, and also, Chris, we've got um, four different positions available for um, new staff to join our team here in Ballarat. We're sort of growing; had a had a big uh, couple of years. So we've got a financial planner an accountant uh, a receptionist and a customer service manager so in the financial planning team so there's sort of four different um, positions available we've got a careers page on our website so if anyone's keen or know of anyone please refer them through Uh, that'd be great Um, and I wanted to finish Chris with a little bit of light hearted win of the week this week the win of the week and I like to relate it back to the marketing guys because that's who I am but the uh, the We've got Rachel working in marketing up at our Mildura office, Rachel Turland. So, good day to Rachel. She's worked well and um, got a new website off the ground for denturesrus.com.au, which is a, a denture clinic up in Mildura. But I wanted to mention this because they'd had a hell of a time trying to get a web designer to do something for them. And the other thing is, Chris, they couldn't, they had all their domain name um, with someone, their email with someone else, and their web. Sort with someone else originally when they took the business over. So we've been able to consolidate all that under the one roof and get everything in the one spot for them. So they've got one point of contact for all of that. So um, sometimes, Chris, what we do is we sort of you know assist clients in in attracting new clients for their business, but also sometimes we just take a bit of the headache away and keep them keep them things all under the one roof, and so they know who to contact if something goes wrong. So um, yeah, some of those things um, were done uh, that dentures R Us website by the marketing team recently. So. That's my win of the week, Chris.
1: Uh, that's good, Gavin. Yeah. I think that's, yeah you know, the accountants, you know, when we've been catching up and talking through where, you know, our clients are at and just sort of gauging. It's always good to get a bit of feedback given that we're talking to our clients, you know, a lot at the moment with, with the tax planning side of things. But yep. it's that thing where you think, oh, things are going pretty well now. We don't need to worry about reaching out or communicating with our um, customers or clients. Mm-hmm. Um so I guess what we're saying to businesses is now's the time to probably look at it more closely because yep. get started now because I reckon you know, two, three, four, five years, if things tighten up, you want to be have hit the ground running now rather than doing it when you need to do it, if you know what I mean. Yeah, marketing's one
0: of those things too and advertising, Chris, where – you don't want to leave it until you're you're short on customers because then it's almost too late. So the idea is to get a, um, a, a just a good base in in place, um, your digital footprint, things like that. Some basic marketing happening all the time so that you're not con- constantly in this sort of up and down pattern where you're doing heap and then you're doing nothing because you've got tired and you've got busy in your own job. So um, yeah, the idea is to yeah uh, always do a little bit of marketing so that those downtimes maybe never come because if you're doing a good job in your marketing, you're attracting clients. You really never have a yeah, downtime. that's time, right. So that's yeah. right. Well, that's great chris that's episode 27 of the fs360 podcast thanks for joining me today yeah no worries. thanks guys that's the federal budget 2022 21 guys and um we'll see you in the next episode you've been listening to the fs360 podcast brought to you by Mulca Co. financial security 360 is at the center of what we do at Mulca Co. if you'd like to speak to one of our professionals about a range of individual and business needs give us a call